What's going on, everybody? It's me, John B, and we're back. It's been a while, but that's all right, because we're together now, and that's what's important. So grab that piece of paper, grab that pencil or pen, all right? Grab that drink, grab that uh, little relaxation you got left over in the box on the top shelf. Sit back, get comfortable, prepare yourself, because we're about to jump into today's topic, which is leading in an environment that you didn't start from the ground up. What do you do with it? Where do you go with it? You're about to find out. If it's new to you, it's old to somebody else. Man, it's been a while. I looked at the last date. It was like 2021 or something. I do apologize, but you know how it goes. You got to take some personal time. You got to do some self-care, some reflection. You got to slow down. Got to keep the expectations of yourself realistic so that we're not thinning ourselves out and becoming ineffective. With all of that said, I want you to just take a moment and do a couple things. Because I don't know how your day's been. I don't know how your week's been. I don't know how the last 10 minutes has been. I don't know how it's been since the last time we've connected. So I just want you to take a moment and whatever's going on, let it go. Easier said than done, I'm sure, depending on the varying, you know, essence of what your situation may be. Just take a breath, breathe out a little bit of that pressure, release the valve just a little bit, and just remind yourself. It may be hard now, may be uncomfortable now, it may not be the happiest day now, but you're still worth it. You still got what it takes, and you wouldn't be here right now in this position if you weren't worth it and didn't have what it takes to get to the other side of whatever it is you may be dealing with. So just slow down, be patient, keep believing in yourself, and just focus on inching forward each day. It's all we can ask. Okay. So now that we're tuned in, now that we got the positive vibes going, we're believing in ourselves and our capabilities, we're going to talk. So if you have or have not been put in a situation where you're walking into something that has already existed and your input isn't going to be what builds this thing, eventually your input is going to turn into what changes or maintains this thing, this environment, this culture, this organization, whatever it may be. Big team, little team, everything's important. From a leadership, remember years ago what it feels like. We've talked about the difference between manager, leader, clock in, clock out. So specifically in this situation, from a leader's perspective, this means that you're going to have vested interest in your people. You're going to care about building the relationships between you and these people. All of this is going to matter to you at the end of the day. So you don't want to come in like a bull in a china shop and just start gun blazing Every little inkling, every little thing that doesn't seem right or perfectly aligned, you instantly jump and go, oh, this needs to be fixed. This needs to be fixed. You guys need to fix this. Because again, if you're coming in and you're not a subject matter expert or you're not being brought in specifically to fix specific issues due to your background or knowledge, perhaps, you're going to end up setting the wrong tone for those people that you're about to be over. And as we can probably agree, Word travels faster than the truth sometimes, so once people start getting opinions and perspectives about what they think you may be, well, then you got a lot more work to do. So go easy. You got to build this foundation first. You got to get to know the people that make it happen first. You got to ask them what it's been like. You know, where's the target? Where are we hitting? Ask them. Get them invested off the jump. 
figure out the kind of support or lack of support they've been given over the past up until the day that you've shown up and make it very clear that when you're asking them, do they feel like they've been given the support and the tools to make things happen, both for themselves, personally, and professionally, this isn't a bitch and moan, sorry, excuse my French, session. You're not asking them to drag anybody's name. You're not asking them to dog anybody. You just want to know facts. And sometimes facts is based off somebody's opinion in their own realm because, you know, we all look at things through different lenses and different perspectives and based on our experience. You got to take what they're telling you with a grain of salt and then zoom out and see kind of if it aligns and if it applies. If you're hearing the same thing a lot, then maybe there's some truth to it, but you can't just take one person's word as the gospel, right? So don't be in a rush. What this is going to do, it's going to help you again build this foundation to show like, okay, the new person's not in a rush to say my way or the highway, which is great. Good for you for being patient. But you're also going to start building credibility with them to say, hey, like I'm not the expert. Ultimately, yes, I will get, you know, quote unquote, talk to if things don't go right. But you guys have been here doing it. I have not. So I'm going to rely heavily on your guys' knowledge in this to guide me, give me a good knowledge base so I know how to push forward with you. When you're doing this, when you're asking them, hey, what's been going on? Where's the target versus where are you operating at? Have you been given the support? Do you feel like you haven't got enough support? Again, as a leader, you want to know what these people's goals for themselves are. Are they just here to get the check? Are they here as a stepping stone towards something else? Like All these little puzzle pieces matter when we're talking about building relationships with the people that you're about to take over and be in charge of. The biggest thing that you want to do is make sure that you're identifying along the way in this kind of startup pay attention phase the we've always done it this way. So that's when your radar should start bleeping a little bit louder and then hone in on that, right? But in a open, graceful way, not overly aggressive to where it feels like you're just attacking this idea that somebody's always done something some way because there's two parts to that. They could have always done it this way because it's part of the foundation, the inner fabric of what makes this culture as good as it is. Or it could be, we've always done it this way and it's not that great, but nobody else has come along and asked why, so we just haven't changed it. Or maybe the culture isn't supportive of asking why, so the people have thought why, but they've never actually verbalized it because they don't feel like the support is there to be a vested member of change to make things better for everybody. So be aware of this. You hear this, we've always done it this way. Let your mind stay open. Don't get in a rush. Patience is key here. And just ask good, intentional follow-up questions. Because again, if this is part of their DNA of why they're so awesome, why would you want to go in and change that? If it's something that's like clunky, old, slow, not efficient, you know, wasting time, wasting people's effort, and it's not part of what makes them them, Okay, well, then we can look at changing it. But again, you are taking the time to make sure that they're interested and invested into the moving forward because the foundation is slowly starting to creep out the sides now. The foundation's slowly growing. Your credibility as this quote unquote new head leader walking in, this is slowly starting to elevate and get better. So now, when it's time to you to kind of be in this position solidly and make calls and make changes and make decisions, you're going to have the vote, if you will of the people behind it, the movers and the shakers that are about to make this decision or this vision happen, you're going to have this interest and this vested interest from them because you took the time and the space to give them input opportunities. Moving forward into 
pseudo step two, once you're gathering all of this ground information, the foundation is starting to go, you want to start helping them create. You know, first it could be in passing in a conversation just so everybody's on the same page, but you want to start creating this essence of like realistic expectations to move forward. And you got to include the team in casting what the future of moving forward is going to look like because without them, there is no moving forward. And them is everybody involved high, low, medium, the ones that aren't interested yet because maybe they've just never been poured into. Well, guess what? You're there now and you care. So you're going to start being, you're going to be the poorer that may be made up, but just do it. Just be prepared to pour. Okay. And then while you're doing this through these conversations, you can gauge the level of investment of the teammates that are either going to be with you or potentially against you because not everybody is going to be excited about change all the time because change means that I have to get uncomfortable. I may have to learn something new. I may have to learn a new system. And maybe I don't want to do that because I've been doing this a certain kind of way without being asked why for two, three, four, five, seven, 10, 15 years. And now you want to come in here and try to add to the recipe. And maybe I don't like my food spicy and you're just trying to spice it up a little too much for me. So be aware of this. This is where your self-awareness comes in. This is where your intent versus your impact comes in. You can go in with the best intent in the world, but if you're a horrible message deliverer or you're a horrible message creator and you don't know how to clearly emphasize or pass on the idea of a vision and you don't know what the investment level of your people are, oh man, you're gonna miss the mark on that. So don't waste your time. Be slow. Be slow. So let's summarize that thought. We're gauging the level of investment of the people that are about to make this happen. We're creating time because let's be honest, half the time you never have the time. So if you're waiting to have the time, then we're never going to have it. If you want to pause, rewind, play it back, thunderclap, whatever you want to do, pay attention to that. If half of the time you don't have the time and we're going to wait for the time, well, then we're never going to have time. So you as this leader that's stepping in, trying to build this foundation, you're trying to build this credibility, and you're trying to figure out where your people are, and you're trying to meet them where they are, so then collectively you can move forward together toward this new vision of the future, you are going to have to make the time. And I promise you, when individuals can see and they feel more than anything that you are making the time for these conversations and for this follow-up and for this closed-loop communication or this, hey, what do you think? And the, hey, what do you think is not intended to go, hey, what do you think? Oh yeah, that's cool, but we're still going to do the way I want to do it. So if your intent is to be this bull in the China shop, you could save a lot of time by not pretending up front. Now, if you want to go and you want to be this like open book, open door, open mind leader, like almost overwhelming to the fact where the people think you might, you might even be trolling them a little bit. Like, man, nobody's ever asked for my input this much. What's up with this person? Why they want to know how I feel? Why they want to know what I think? Of course, you're going to add responsibility on your shoulders of kind of articulating this constant like reasoning. But you already know that when you wake up the day that you decide leadership is for you, you're naturally going to have a lot more responsibility on a personal front on a day to day because you can't show up and then give people a taste of what they've been missing or what they wish that they would have had for so long when it comes to somebody that's actually hearing them and valuing them and seeing them and then decide, oh man, this was a lot. I mean, you could, but obviously you're cutting 
your effectiveness. So now you focused outward. Now we're going to slow it down even more. Like you were like, dang, we, we, we went slow four different times already. How much slower can we go? Well, listen, we're going to slow it down a little bit more because now we got to start talking to ourselves because our conversations are great. And if it's only in passing, there's really no accountability other than somebody's recollection of what they thought was or was not said. But now we're going to start talking inward. And this is where the pace is going to feel like it's super slow because you have to be willing to maybe call yourself out on the bluff sometimes. Like, am I just trying to win the vote of everybody? So I'm trying to do all this extra stuff. Maybe, maybe not. Do I personally right now have the tools necessary or the circle necessary to implement and affect the change that we just talked about out loud? Maybe, maybe not. So be honest with yourself when you're setting these new goals. I would say that you would do yourself the biggest favor if you start to focus on what is your number one goal when establishing what that environment is going to feel like. Because whether it was good, bad, or neutral before you showed up, when the environment starts to be affected by you because now you are actively there, and if you don't know what kind of environment you're trying to push or create to move forward, then how are you going to handle stuff or redirect or return to center if you have no idea what it is you want to do yet. So for me, right, I'm an open book. I always, the goal is always to establish an environment of open feedback. If people see ways to improve something, I want to know. And then I want to be the devil's advocate and I want to figure out what do they need from me to move forward with this idea? If they've already kind of tabletopped it with other people and they kind of got their little teammate, cool. So if I'm just playing position of, hey, just update me as it moves along and then let me know when you're ready to push to public and then boom, we go, that's fine too. But again, that's having this level of self-awareness as you, the leader, to go, okay, I'm humble enough to know that I don't always need to click into fix-it mode. Every time somebody comes to me and goes, hey, I don't really like how we do this, it's not always your responsibility to go, oh, that, yeah, I don't like it either. I've always been thinking maybe we could fix it like this. Press the brake if you start filling your brain, do that. Because maybe they came to you in that moment to go, hey, I don't necessarily like doing this. Are you open to hear this idea that I've tabletopped with other people that also do this job and they too think that this would make us more lean or more efficient? Give them that space and opportunity to kind of finish the thought. That's probably been one of the biggest lessons that I've learned and that I continue to work on is that I have this like obsessive reactiveness to like fix it. Oh, fix it. Oh, there's a problem. Fix it. Let's jump. Fix it. Waste time. I don't want to do that. Have 16 meetings about it. No, thank you. I want to fix it. So slow down. Oh my gosh, we've slowed down again. We're running at like a 0.001 mile per hour pace. But guess what? Sometimes patience is what wins the race, especially when it comes to you and you building relationships with people. And this is irrelevant on any front and your level of leadership is so irrelevant here. It doesn't matter if you're like a quote unquote new leader, a quote unquote experienced leader, been doing it for, I don't know, two weeks. You've been trying to do it for 10 years. Like this evolution of leadership is always kind of forever changing, but the core of it is always going to stem from people with high self-awareness people with effective communication skills, and people with a servant mindset. Because now if we pull from what we talked about a little bit and pull it to the present right now, when we were talking about your intent versus your impact and making sure that these two things 
relatively stay pretty aligned at all times, right? Sometimes when you're talking about, you know, trigger word, emotional intelligence, trendy trigger word, emotional intelligence, seems like, you know, everybody wants to talk about this and everybody wants to dive in and create things about it. And that's great. More than none is, an, is better than nothing. So I'd rather have a bunch of stuff out there that you can kind of look and see and kind of sift through and figure out what applies and what doesn't. Is this person just talking about it because it's trendy right now? But when you slow down and you start to think about you as the leader, and if you have low self-awareness, you have low self-management skills, so the emotional you, you have low social interaction skills, so you don't know how to be empathetic to somebody else, and then you have low social awareness, so now you don't know how to interact properly in a social setting with somebody else, how effective of a leader do you think you're going to be? So everything about this new to you, old to somebody else is starting with the core of you. You have to figure out going into this job, my intent is what? If you're a people first person, fine, but make sure that everything in your brain, as far as your vision of what it is that you want, aligns with how you're actually going to go forth and impact this change that you've talked about internally. If you have an idea to say, hey, you know what? I've been here for about two, three months. And honestly, I feel like the biggest thing that you guys haven't had up until maybe me coming is just conversation. You haven't had, you know, quote unquote leader that's been in charge getting in here elbow to elbow and getting to know you as the human. Maybe you've just been looked at as a cog in the wheel. And if you fall out, then that's okay because we put another cog in and the wheel keeps rolling. So we're good. So understand that if you see this, if you identify it, okay, cool. Now you have to go, oh, 0.001 mile per hour real quick. Let me see if I have the social awareness, the self-regulation, and the self-awareness to fill this void that I'm starting to identify. If you don't, then this is where you use social awareness practice to start recognizing through you meeting and getting to know your people, who has what strengths, how can I leverage who's good at what to help and benefit all of us collectively. Because again, now we're starting to use the vocab words of servant. So you're in here not to worry about you looking good all the time. So now you're kind of like the master up on the third floor looking down at the whole playing field at one time going, okay, I know that they're good at communicating. They're good at planning. They're good at QCing things. And they're a good soundboard. And they don't mind being super duper honest. So let's put them in roles that complement each other ultimately. So when we reach the big picture, everybody, when they step back and look at whatever it is that we've achieved, they feel good about it. And they know that they had this vested, direct effect to the outcome. It's not everybody's looking at the finished product and you got one person that's stepping to the front going, yeah, you know, I just saw an opportunity to make this better. So I just hopped right on it. I just just jumped in there, fixed it, and just made it happen. Because now, of course, they get paid to do a job, so they're going to do it. But your foundation with them, your credibility with them, the trust that they had in you, that's pretty much gone. So now when you come back after all the flashing lights and the cameras and the curtains close, and you're like, all right, guys, so let's tackle this next thing. They may not say it out loud, but mentally you're going to get this like, oh, we let us, us tackle what? I thought that was you that saw the opportunity to fix and do So again, intent, impact. Be honest with yourself, like always, like anything else. 
the center of most of the conversations that I've ever had have always been, well, what matters to you? What are you willing to do? You know, people say it kind of in terms of like, choose the hills that you're willing to die on. And then at least, you know, at the end of the day, these are my lines in the sand on certain topics. Other things I'm flexible, but these things for sure, I will not flex. Like take the time to start reflecting and being honest with yourself. And in the essence of emotional intelligence, take the time to really start asking yourself, you know, what am I good at? What are my blind spots? If you feel like you're at a place where you have a good circle that will be candid with you, go to those individuals and ask them, hey, like, is there anywhere that you see outside looking in that I could improve as far as teammate, a communicator, a doer, a deliverer? Like, is there anywhere that maybe you see room for improvement and maybe you just didn't want to come give it to me unsolicited? So here I am, I'm asking for it now. And then have the self-management, the emotional side of you, have that practiced and have that willing to be getting ready to be built up and expanded. Because when you get feedback, if it's not something that you were prepared to hear, let's say that you're going to be like, oh, they're my friends. They're going to be like, no, you're good. You're great. You're doing awesome. But let's say that they actually do have something that's maybe not favorable. Well, don't get defensive because you have to remember you went to a trusted source. So they have nothing to gain from purposely trying to cut you down. Their intent is to give you the information that you asked for. The impact of the words that they deliver to you and how you receive them is now up to you and your self-management or your level of current self-management to say, okay, that hurt a little bit, but let me look at the message. Let me take out what they were meaning to say. Let me put it on the board of me. Let me see what fits and what doesn't, and then apply what's relevant. The rest of it, just let it go to the shredder. It goes in the trash. Don't let it stay in your mind rent-free because that's going to start to skew how you're looking at your teammate, and you don't want to waste the time. So in all of these environments and all these opportunities where it's old to somebody but it's new to you, you always are practicing this element of self-management, self-awareness, social awareness, and you got to be willing to kind of be this flex for yourself. You got to be willing to know when to be humble, when to push the gas, when to press the brake, when to not make it about you, when to not say I statements, when to say we statements, when to empower the conversation so somebody else can take the lead in it and give their ideas out front. I think any leader across the board would always say like they're more happy being able to celebrate the team or the individual other than themselves. So obviously when you're finding opportunities to do this for your people, sometimes teams have a bunch of unsung heroes that have just never had the opportunity to stand up on the stage and do anything. So when you start finding these opportunities to hand this out to your people, they're not going to forget that. They're going to remember that. But it all comes down to just being real with yourself. Every opportunity is this opportunity for you to walk in and go, hey, I know me. I know what I'm about. I know I'm still a work in progress on XYZ areas. But how do I bring value to this now? And then identify your role and understand that your role is not going to stay the same. If you get the, oh, we've always done it this way, but nobody's ever asked why. And then nobody wants to kind of initiate how to trim or whatever, but you're a good trimmer. Well, then give them probing questions and examples along the way to kind of pull them into this investment of saying, hey, like, okay, I get it. Like nobody's ever asked why, but I'm here. I'm asking why. So let's explore if you're the one that does it every day, how could you make your job more efficient or easier? You know, quality stays, but easier for you. What would you do? If you could just make the call, what would you do? 
And you'll be surprised kind of the gleam that kind of exists in somebody's eye all of a sudden when they're getting ignited to start challenging the quote unquote old status quo of just do as I say and don't question it. When you start asking them to question it, oh, um, well, I would do this and this and this. Like they've thought about it. Trust me, the thought has happened. Lunchroom talks, break room talks, they happen. People know exactly what they would want to do to change something. But if they're always in a do as I say, don't ask me about it environment, they're never going to step up. So if you're the new person coming in, don't expect them to just be like, ooh, a new person. Let's give them all of our ideas on how to make this better. You have to earn that through building that foundation, through building that trust, through building that credibility. Show face, roll the sleeves up, get the boots dirty, get those elbows in there, elbow to elbow. I'm sure the room ain't that small, but you know, make them feel like it's shoulder to shoulder, that you are invested and you care about what their day-to-day looks like. And if there's enough time in the day and you accidentally figure out that they got pets and what the pet's name is, I mean, you're just, you're just adding to that personal bank of impact. So I say all this to say, slowly creeping back to kind of just talking out loud, sharing perspective and thoughts of just challenging yourself, being honest. Right now, at the end of this, if you don't have a personal mission or vision statement about your impact that you do in your life, I challenge you to do it. I challenge you to sit down and actually look at yourself either in a mirror for real or just introspectively and say, what do I care about? What is my purpose? Where do I add value? And then how do I go about affecting that impact? What does the energy look like for me to actually bring this intent versus my impact into reality? What do I have to do? Am I doing it? Am I off the mark? Hold yourself accountable to that. And this is regardless of what you consider yourself. You as a human being that doesn't care whether they're a leader or not, you should still be aware of your strengths and your blind spots in life. Because I guarantee you, if you're not a leader or you're not a manager, you're a nine to five somewhere and you still got personal goals and aspirations for yourself. So if you don't know what you're about and you don't know what your strengths and your blind spots and your areas of growth are, well, guess what? I think it's time. Tap the brake. Lower it down to 0.001 miles per hour, invest the time in you, and then watch everybody around you accidentally benefit from you being a better version of you that started solely. You just wanted to be better for yourself. Naturally, that's going to make you better for the people around you. Okay? Feels good. I hope that you enjoyed this time. I think I got this right around a sweet spot where I, I didn't want to take it too long. So I hope I start seeing you again. I hope everything for you as well. Take your notes, make your mission and your vision statement. And if you know how to get a hold of me, reach out and let's talk about it. Because if there's one thing that I'll do, I'll make the time, whether I know you or not. You got a free voucher for conversation whenever you need it. You just let me know. If there's a time difference, well, guess what? I'm flexible and I don't mind staying up or waking up. So we will align the time and you always got somebody to talk to, reach out to. You're never alone. You always got somebody in me, whether we know each other or not. And that's a guarantee. And that accidentally rhymed. It wasn't on purpose. But you're fantastic. You're great. You're a winner. You got what it takes and you're going to keep killing it. You just got to trust that you can do it. All right. I'll see you soon. 